Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time for our weekly roundup. I've got Justin Wells of Inside Texas alongside me. Uh, Justin, uh, big week this past week for the Longhorns. Summing it up, uh, Texas adds a commitment from DeAndre Robinson, the defensive lineman out of ja- uh, out of Orlando's Jones High School. He becomes the 15th commitment of the recruiting campaign for the Longhorns. But they lose on Saturday to uh, the Lancaster defensive back, Corian Gibson, opts to go to Clemson. Uh, there's still more recruiting to go, but uh, how do you see those two pledges and what the impact is for Texas? I think it when we start on the defensive line, that's number three in a class that we feel like is pretty much going to be four guys for the number in the 2024 cycle. Bobby, to me, that's a big get because it's a six foot three and a half, 315 pound defensive lineman out of Orlando that you're building to go to the SEC, and that's how you do it. You got to build along those lines. I think Robinson was a steal from Florida, and I also think Florida is not going to let up. I think they're going to continue. It's going to be similar to CJ Baxter. They're going to continue to push, get him on campus. You just have to stay the course with Robinson. I think it's a big win for Bo. Uh, on the DB side with Corey and Gibson, that's a bad beat for Terry Joseph and the staff. Uh, that, that, that there was a lot of confidence there in Gibson. Uh, the ability, you know, he's a versatile defensive black back, can play corner, can play nickel, can play safety. Uh, Corian's a really good kid, and he's got a lot of upside. He wound up calling Dabo on, on Saturday and, and making that call. I think from that point, people – and listen, Joshua Lair was on the radar before Corian Gibson's decision was made. This is the, 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 the safety out of Fort Ben Marshall. Listen, this kid is a headhunter. He is a thumper that comes down the lane. And, and, and I want to say that Texas, they, he was already a take before, but I, now I can see some more emphasis on him. I can see him being a little bit more important. He came in and visited in June. He loved it. Him and Miles Davis kind of got close. Davis decided to grab A&M. Lair is in Texas are in a good position right now. I know Jerry's going to go see him in a couple days. And so wrapping up those two, hey, you get the D lineman you need to build that to build that um, that stable before you head into the SEC, and then losing on Gibson's a bad beat. But you know, this this staff has shown they're gonna they'll lose a handful, but man, they they get much more than they lose, and I think we'll see some more momentum in the next few weeks. I want to take a minute to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. If you're moving to from or within the Austin area, give Laura a shout. Uh, she's sure to take care of you the right way. Uh, make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Make sure you get to see each and every property the way you want to see it and when you want to see it. Give her a call, 512-784-0505, or reach out to her via email, laura at andyallenteam.com. She's a great fan, uh, a great Longhorn fan, and someone that we really appreciate her sponsorship. Absolutely. Here's the reality of it, too, and I didn't, I kind of buried the lead a little bit. The thing I'm most excited about now, we're nine days away from fall camp. Yeah. I mean, can you believe that? They, they do have some th- other things going on right now, though, Justin. Uh, it's not just uh, wor- worrying about what happened last week. It's talking about what's going to happen this week. On Thursday, they have their uh, s- summer party, so to speak. There'll be a number of guys coming in. They also have some underclassmen from out of state coming in I want to talk to you about. Uh, and then I want to talk to you about Solomon Williams, uh, the defensive end out of Tampa uh, that is going to be making an unofficial visit as well. Uh, let's start with the guys over at Modern Day that are coming in, the underclassmen. But before I even get to the underclassmen, I want to get to the seniors to be Brandon Baker out of Modern Day, the offensive lineman, DeAndre Carter, offensive guard out of uh, Modern Day. Those two guys 
Texas very much in on. Uh, Baker, it sounds like he's down to uh, Texas and Ohio State with Oregon kind of in there. Uh, UCLA's tried to get in, USC as well. But it looks like he's headed out of state. And, and then DeAndre Carter, who's already taken some other visits, but is scheduled to visit Texas. Uh, I think it's uh, September 30th for the Kansas game. What's interesting to me, and you wrote about this, is Texas going after a high-profile school in numbers like modern day, uh, IMG Academy, Duncanville, et cetera. Uh, talk, to us, talk to us a little bit about Brandon Baker and DeAndre Carter, their decision, and then flow that in to all of these underclassmen. I don't even know how many it is coming in from modern day this weekend for unofficial visits to Texas. Yeah, when you're talking about, you know, if you want a, a quick synopsis on O-line recruiting, it starts at modern day. Brandon Baker and DeAndre Carter both been on campus multiple times. Carter came, obviously, during a, a junior day back early in, early in the spring. Um, he was a kid that I, I think Texas made a good impression on, and it was really going to be how much was Texas going to push this summer. We knew he was in. We knew there were there was interest both ways, but now we were we're trying to get the filling out of just how much they're going to push both ways and try to maybe figure out what the numbers going to be on O linemen since where they're at right now. Um, with Brandon Baker, that's the big get. I mean, he's already been on campus twice. Uh, I think the second time his official visit was a lot better than his first time. I think they really. I think they hit all the marks that second time. I think I think there were some unanswered questions after that first trip. And I think they nailed all of that stuff. The truth is that kid had been leaning Oregon for a long time. And I think the fact that Texas and Ohio, Ohio State have kind of chipped away at that recruitment has put a dent in Oregon's confidence. And, and this is a guy, you know, they're, they're telling Brandon Baker, look, in a couple of years, we're going to have a couple of guys leaving. These tackles are going to be leaving. You know, Christian Jones, obviously, next year. But in two years, you, you could be looking at Kelvin. You could be looking at Cam. These are NFL-level guys. Brandon Baker wants to be able to step in and play immediately. He's one of those top kids who wants to make an early impact. And so I, I think Texas remains in a great spot with Baker. Um, that's one that, you know, we talked about modern day and, and, and then putting a flag in, in Santa Ana, California. And this is just another example of it. You add Spencer Shannon and Brady Sarkeesian to the roster. You add a guy like, you know, a Brandon Baker and a DeAndre Carter in the recruitment. And then on Tuesday, you're going to have a handful of underclassmen, the best of the best in modern day right now. You got Jordan Davison, one of the top running backs in 2025. Marcus Harris, one of the top receivers in 2025. This is a kid that can't wait to meet Sark and, and, and Chris Jackson in purpose in person, oh, you know, on three, four-star pass catcher. Um, you got a couple of other 2026s and Sean Smith. I mean, Sean Scott, uh, Darius Dixon. Um, some of modern day's best talent's going to be on campus tomorrow. And to me, I think that's a big, a big thing too, because you're recruiting multiple classes. So in a sense, you're juggling multiple kids. But at the end of the day, in the next week, you're going to have – so many coming from these big places, especially Santa Ana. So many coming from that one school. And I think those kids, and granted, they're going to hit Oklahoma, I believe, the, the day after tomorrow. Uh, they, may, they may try to hit another school along the way. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're doing that shuttle service type deal. But this is, listen, Texas has made a strong impression on a handful of these modern day kids, especially the elite ones. And I think it ties into what they're trying to do this weekend, at least getting guys on campus, being in good position with Baker and and and, and um, Carter heading into to fall camp and heading into 
you know, the, the, the season basically when, when he'll take his official in late September. And then you've got a handful coming in on Thursday for, for that annual pool party. And that list is growing. We've got that at InsideTexas.com. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it and people don't know this, but uh, modern day uh, in Orange County down in uh, south of Los Angeles is the only high school to have three Heisman Trophy winners uh, as alumni. Uh, John Chart, uh, Notre Dame, Matt Leiner, USC, Bryce Young, most recently uh, at Alabama. Um, it is the private school in in Orange County, one of the most talent rich areas in the country. It's interesting that that Sark is going hard there uh, because, to your point, his son played there. Right. Yeah. Uh, he has immense ties to the area. If they can kind of get a reel in with that and start landing some of the blue chip guys, not that, uh, you know, Spencer Shaman, Shannon didn't have other offers, but he wasn't necessarily considered a blue chipper uh, right. coming out. But if they can turn that into a pipeline to Texas, all of a sudden you're looking at a school that is as talented as any in the country uh, with players coming in and out. You mentioned Jordan Davidson. Uh, he sounds like the running back. He sounds like Tashard Choice's potentially top choice uh, at running back in the class of 2025. He's a rising junior. Marcus Harris, the wide receiver as well. Um, also, uh, you know, Jerry broke the news uh, on Saturday, I believe, that Solomon Williams, the defensive end out of Tampa, uh, will be visiting Texas this week unofficially. He adds to the edge discussion for this class of 2024. Um that includes Danny Okoye, Colin Simmons, and Zena Umiozulu, right? Um, all of those guys, except for Zena, I think are going to be on other campuses. Are going to be on campuses this weekend. Colin Simmons goes to LSU, correct? Correct. Okoye goes to Oklahoma, which is a he, concern. He goes to Alabama, then Oklahoma, back-to-back -back days. Oh wow! Okay, so he's he's going to be a busy guy, and that's the the uh, guy that you went to see up in Tulsa. Uh, that the Longhorns offered and got on campus relatively early in the process. Uh, then we talk about Solomon Williams, who's a relative newcomer. Texas offered and wanted to bring him in for a visit, but he only had that midweek visit available, and they decided to not do any midweek visits. Um, as this list expands, or as we look at it, do you think Texas has enough guys on the board right now at defensive end and edge? Are they putting uh, too many eggs in the basket of Colin Simmons? Or is that just a, recruit, a recruitment Texas cannot afford to lose? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I think I think almost it's almost a little bit of all of those answers. I think it's a all of, a little bit of all of the above. 
I, I don't think they're putting all their eggs in the Colin Simmons basket. That's obvious with, with continued pursuit, not only of Zena, that was going to happen, but Okoye and now bringing in Solomon Williams. And so I think they're just covering their bases. Plus, Williams, is, he's, a, he's a four-star. This guy's got really good talent. He's got really good tape, 6'2 and a half, about 250, 255. Um, kind of gives me a Jordan Ross vibe a little bit. I think that's a guy that could be, you know, that, that they're looking to – they want like three – it feels like there's three guys they really want there. And so um, they're in a great spot with Colin. That hasn't changed, but I don't think that's going to change the way they, they they approach edge recruiting either. If, if the number is three, then yeah, you're going to have to you're going to have to ante up on a couple new guys because I like where they're at with Danny Okoye, but I think Tennessee is probably leading that. I like where they're at with Zena, but you know he's flirting with Oklahoma right now, and so this is just the, them being thorough at that spot. I think Colin is still obviously the priority of all priorities. But they they had flirted with Solomon Williams before. This was a trip he was supposed to make this trip. I want to say a couple months ago, and it just it didn't come. It didn't happen. Now he's looking at making that coming in this week, and so um, just covering all their bases, man. That's what you got to do, Bobby, in recruiting, especially at a position where they haven't necessarily recruited at the highest level compared to others. Um, another note that came in through last week that we get uh, verified. Uh, Ryan Wingo, the wide receiver out of St. Louis University, is announcing his decision on National Signing Day, the December early signing period. Uh, Yeah, he says he's going to do that. Uh, Justin, one of the reasons I like to talk to you is because I don't just talk to you about recruiting. I also get a chance to talk to you about uh, the Texas football team. Like I said, we're nine days out right now. Um, Your thoughts on that situation and anything you're hearing behind the scenes uh, whether people are looking good, which players are looking good, things like that that you've heard of late. Um, these these guys are ready to play. There, there's an anticipation building. Uh, there, there, there's an anxiousness. They, they, they've put in so much work, Bobby, from last winter. It, it, it really started – the work started before the Alamo Bowl against Washington. They changed up the offense a little bit. They let Quinn Ewers grip it and rip it. And now that vibe is carried over. It had a great spring, relatively healthy spring, which to me was the biggest indicator of all. And to and that that kind of segues into this summer, it was about getting guys healthy. And, you know, these guys were going to come to work. This is a self-motivated bunch with a lot of buy-in. They were going to come to work, but you, you needed guys to get healthy. A DJ Campbell, a Darian Gallette. You, you've got guys that – and Isaiah Nayor. You had some dudes that needed to get rested. Cole Hudson. Jalen Catalan. Jalen Catalan. You had a list of guys that their job this summer wasn't necessarily to, to beat anybody on a depth chart or to outrun someone in the underwear Olympics. It was get healthy, get healthy, get healthy. And I think that's the biggest thing we're going to see when we approach that first week of practice. How many green jerseys are we going to see? I think you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a handful out there. But from what we can tell so far in seven-on-seven seven in workouts, guys like Darian Gallette are healthy. They're trying to get fully healthy now, but they're healthy. Cole Hudson, healthy. Jalen Catalan is getting to that point. Isaiah Nayor, I'm hearing, is cutting like he was, or if not better, two years ago. Isaiah Nayor looks sharp. We're going to be curious to see what color jersey he has when, when, when two-a-day starts. And so – to me, that's the big thing. One, this group is ready to play. They've got a schedule that they've been talking about and thinking about for months and months. They've been putting in work since since winter practice at the you know the bowl practices, but also get healthy. 
There's a lot of guys on this team that can provide valuable depth. They just need to be on the right side of the of the of the DL. And I think that's the biggest thing. That, the biggest takeaway for me is one, they went through spring virtually with with no major injuries, which was as good as you can do. And then secondly, the guys that were dinged up, that were hurt, that were overlapped from being hurt last year, you're seeing those guys working out 100%. You're seeing them lifting with the other team. They're not being held back. And at this stage, the only thing left is to see if they're going to be wearing that green jersey in the first week of of August camp. And then we're going to know exactly how deep this team really is. I'm going to put you on the spot in just a second. Hold on one second. I want to say thank you to our sponsor each and every week. uh, The Roundup is brought to you by Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. If you're moving to, from, or within Austin and the greater Austin area, give Laura and her team over at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com a call or text, email, whatever. 512-784-0505. I want to focus on one thing about Laura. She's a Texas grad, loves Texas is a viewer of this show, and that's how we got together a little bit in in this stuff. If you're looking for a piece of real estate in Austin and just need someone to talk to and call and get advice, give her a shout. Uh, Again, 512-784-0505. We appreciate her sponsorship of the Roundup. Justin, I said I was going to put you on the spot. Okay, here's my question. Give me three guys that you think are going to outperform expectation based on what you're hearing behind the scenes. Because you and I both know that you, you and I both get some intel from behind the scenes. Give me three guys you think are going to outperform the general fans' expectations in 2023. Just three guys. Byron Murphy. That's exact. That's one me and Jerry both said yesterday. Yep. It's fair. He's, He's pure canine, Bobby. <laughs> Keandre Coburn tried to warn us. He told him, remember, he told us last year, he's all whole dog. Um, Byron was the easy one. Um, exceed expectations. Woo! You did put me on the spot. Exceed it. A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell. Because we don't, there's an expectation because he has, Skins on the wall. He has scored in big games and made big plays. But even him personally, he he wants to do it on a cons- more consistent basis, more day to day, week to week, Saturday to Saturday. And I think Ad Mitchell is one that might could it, it might surprise some people. We know how well he's played since he's been on campus. I don't know if everyone else knows that. AD the the Mitchell, issue is: is he going to challenge Xavier Worthy for wide receiver number one? Right. Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna go back and forth at that rate. I think Worthy's gonna k- catch more balls, but I'm telling you, Mitchell's gonna make that interesting. And then the other one that might, that's gonna exceed expectations. I'll give you one, and you'll smile at this one. Gavin Holmes. To me, I think Ryan Watts and Terrence Brooks are the two best corners on the campus right now. But Gavin Holmes comes in with with, with credibility out of Wake Forest. Gavin Holmes comes in with the ability to come in and start if needed. And that's what I – it was at the Texas X's scholarship dinner with Bull Trahan last week, and that's what I talked about. I said, look, Texas isn't in a position like they were a couple years ago where they were going to the portal to find holes in a boat, you know, to plug those holes. Now they're just looking at plugging depth chart. You know, you bring in a Trill Carter who had over 500 snaps, all Big Ten – Defensive lineman, honorable mention out of Minnesota last year, he's a backup. 
now. You got Gavin Holmes, who had a great season at, at Wake Forest last year. He is potentially a backup. And so I think those guys are actually going to perform a little better than what people think. I think Byron Murphy's number one overall because they're listen, I understand there's there's guys on that D-line with with maybe higher NFL potential or or more size. Nobody has the motor of Byron Murphy and he just has a different mechanism in his mind. The dude just thinks differently. And then I think AD Mitchell and and I think of a Gavin Holmes, guys that came in from the portal that people are going to want to see play but I don't think they know just how good these kids are. It's not like they're pulling a, a kid from the portal that wasn't making the depth chart or wasn't getting it quite cutting it at a certain school. These are guys that were all conference, Bobby. And to me, that brings a new set of expectations. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's interesting that your group, I, I want to give a, give folks another group that I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by. Uh, and this is a group that uh, I'm a little concerned about their injuries and where they are in their return. Um, and that is three of them. Two of them are in the secondary. Jalen Catalan, I want to see how he fully recovers from this offseason injury issue that he's had that has plagued him for a little yeah. bit. Then I want to see how Jalen Gilbo is doing, coming off the ACL. Uh, that guy, he provided Texas with some good depth. He flashed last year. Right, that's what I'm saying, at star. And so he, he's another one. And then the last one is Cole Hudson. You know, what's Cole going to look like a year, a, a, an offseason after sitting out because of shoulder injury? Is he going to be able to keep that that uh, starting spot at right guard? Those three guys bit by the injury bug a little bit. Depth, right? We, in the case of Gilbo, for sure. Maybe in the case of Hudson, we'll have to wait and see. But Catalan, Catalan we know, is slated to start. It's going to be interesting how all this plays out because – uh, there's a number of guys, but uh, I will say this. Your comment about uh, Byron Murphy rings 100% true. I was told the same thing. Like, if there's anybody on this team that's going to be the quote-unquote leader on the field and off, it may just be Byron Murphy. All right, Justin, I appreciate your time today with the Roundup. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. For Justin, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this ish, uh, episode of On Texas Football.